Welcome listeners to the final episode which is the 10th episode of season 1 of Deacon Conversations podcast. I'm your host for today, Ravneet Pawar, Vice President Global Alliances and CEO South Asia at Deakin University. It's an absolute pleasure to introduce to you our very very special guest for today. The guest is a young Deakin alumni who is a great human being, a wonderful entrepreneur, and a very engaging personality it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you today amir and i'd really love to hear your story about who is amir right first of all thank you so much for inviting me the pleasure is all mine it's an interesting question who is amir i would like to describe myself as a person who's interested in solving world's problem through the love of technology So I like to go about solving business problems but also social problems with the help of my passion which is technology. So what is your journey like? What has the journey been so far? Tell tell us more about what did you study? Why did you study? What you studied? What do you do now? Where you are and how the journey has been? Absolutely. So I was actually born in Saharanpur uh, in Uttar Pradesh in India. and then my family moved to aligarh for my further education so i did my bachelor's of mechanical engineering from aligarh muslim university after that i got a job at honda cars which as a production engineer which i didn't like much but i was always passionate about technology so i started uh, left my job started working as a freelancer and then in search for better opportunities i moved to australia to do my mba from deakin university So I've done my MBA in Information Systems from Deakin University. After that, I was I started an internship uh, at a company called ICT Geelong, uh, and that was quickly converted uh, into an operations manager job. And then, at the age of 25, I was appointed the interim general manager of uh, that company. So tell me, at that young age, you know, you got appointed as a general manager. What was the reason for that, according to you? Well, I would say that when I started working at that particular company, I looked at their systems uh, and the processes, and I uh, started. I proposed to my board that I would like to optimize them, and just by doing so, I was able to get an understanding of how each and every department would work. So I was actually working beyond my job role. So. Uh, my job role was limited to the 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 eight hours that I had to work, but I was working like sixteen to twenty hours. Understood the whole system, and then when it was the time for the general manager to leave, I was the only person in the organization who had a thorough understanding of how everything in this organization would work. But I also had uh, done a presentation to the board in terms of how we can optimize the organization further. Fantastic! I, I think that's extremely. extremely innovative and i think that's extremely um positive for you to be able to have the confidence and the experience to in, engage and interact with the board and make those decisions you know today when i look at your profile um you know you actually have come a long way um uh, you know from a middle class home in aligarh um you know a non metro city in in uttar pradesh in india you know to Geelong in Australia and and now you know right from being 
doing part-time jobs in Australia when you started your journey, uh, whether it was uh, at the airport or whether it was delivering newspapers, um, you know, then to becoming uh, youngest journal manager in the company you worked with and which achieved a turnover of two million approximately in five years. And then to your own enterprise um, that you've set up, which is called Enterprise Monkey in Geelong. Um, and it helps automate businesses and currently employs more than 100 people. Wow. You know, what an amazing learning and what an amazing journey. Um, you've also invested and you're a co-founder of eight other startups in Australia, which have a combined valuation of $30 million, you know. Um, how did all of this happen? I still can't believe it that at such a young age, over all of this, you've been able to achieve so much. And yet, uh, you know, all you talk about is consistency, hard work, um, you know, and a vision. But I'm sure there's more to it. I'm sure there is that spark in you that you're not talking about right now, which has made all of this happen for you in such a short period of time. Tell us about that hidden spark that we can't um, maybe identify um, straight away, but I'd love to know more about that. Absolutely. So uh, it's very interesting when I was studying uh, back in India, I had lots of dreams. I wanted to do so many things, but uh, my family, uh, sort of my father has always worked in one single job in a, in a, in a, in a government sector. And he would always uh, encourage me to get a government job or do something safe in life. But I've always been willing to take risks and take challenges. And one thing that I think that made the, the biggest difference was that I was never afraid to fail. I was very shameless in doing things that I really wanted to do. I just I would just give it a try and I would fail in a lot of those things. But by going through those failures, I was able to uh, then finally reach towards the success. So, for example, this business venture that I founded, it was not my first attempt. I applied multiple times. I, I, I tried to start multiple times and I failed. And even with my business, there was a point in my business when I was in $100,000 of debt uh, at the age of 27. And But even at that point of time, rather than try giving up, I just continued to try and continue to fail until I succeeded. So one message that you want to give to our listeners is that if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, the first thing that you have to understand and learn is it is okay to fail. You will not succeed every time and you should not worry about that aspect. You should continue to do what you want to do with the passion, the vision uh, and not worry about, um, you know, having to um, sort of look at how you're going to change the scenario at that very point of time. It will come through over a period of time. Is there anything else that you'd like to add right now in terms of explaining to the listeners as to what was the reason behind, uh, you know, you continuing to go on? I mean, your family support, your your friends supported you and 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 also Deakin University. I mean, you studied um, the MBA at Deakin University. What what was that uh, contribution to where you are today? Absolutely. So one thing that I uh, tell to everyone is that if you try and set a target for yourself and say, OK, I want to reach this particular destination then you would be worried about reaching to the destination all through your way. And it's going to be a challenging journey. Whereas it was never about the destination for me. It was all about the journey. It was all about following my passion and what I wanted to do. 
Uh, we and... we definitely think alike there, Amir, because when I tell people about when people ask me what do you think about this, I always say, don't worry about the destination. It's like a journey. You're you're in and out of a you know the train. The train comes. You meet people. Some people will stay. Some people will get off. You'll reach one part of the destination. You take another train. You you know then again continue your journey. So there's no end to the destination, um, which is what you are coming to. Um, you know, fantastic. You've actually put that into practice. So I think that that is inspiring in itself. That um, and and when you came to Geelong, uh, you know, you said that you wanted to contribute and you wanted to do differently. Who inspired you from your home? Like, who is your inspiration at home? Who's been pushing you right through all of this? Well, uh, it was uh, definitely my sister, uh, my elder sister, who is always the like. Actually, both of my sisters who were very encouraging about it. My father was very protective of me. He always wanted me to just go with the safest option because he couldn't Most understand. Most parents are. Most parents yes, are. Aren't they? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. But my my sister was like always very encouraging, and I've been a bit of rebel. Not in terms of like I always respected my parents and appreciated them. I've respected my teachers uh, as well. But uh, I knew that I would look at different people that were out there and who who have achieved so many things. I would read their their autobiographies and things like that. And they all come from. They don't. They are not extraordinary people. They just do extraordinary things. They just put in extraordinary efforts. So I knew that if I would just follow my passion and given given my best, then I would be able to succeed uh, at uh, at one stage. Isn't that fantastic? Uh, I hope your sister is listening to us here and feeling so proud of um, you know um, what you've achieved so far and and how she was. Uh, in some way instrumental in getting you to the point and and helping you with your aspirations um, and your passion so congratulations to you and your family for really believing in you and really giving you the platform because i personally believe that um, for for anyone to be successful in life um, you know there are people that um, matter and people that make it happen with you um you know when you are starting out it's perhaps your family and your teachers and your peer group um then as you get into um your workplace or your study place it is your uh, you know the academic institution or the uh, experiential learning that you come across and then at workplace it is more about the work culture and the people that inspire you um tell me the three things that really inspire you in life well uh for me it's about uh first of all being a part of something that's much bigger than me it's about making a difference in the world so uh, uh and having and and making that change which is which is extremely extremely uh important so there's no point in just going to work and earning money if you are not able to make lives better for others so it's about that that contribution that that i could make to other people's life secondly what what really inspires me on a sort of like a day to day basis is being able to have that uh, work life balance as well so for me it's not about just working and earning money and earning status and not having the time to spend with my friends and families and enjoy movies and netflix 
so so having and maintaining that balance is uh, extremely important for me and i think third is it's about giving back so like giving back to my alma mater giving back to where i have come from and how can i actually contribute back to the society which is extremely important as well fantastic so i think making a difference change um hard work and giving back uh, you know are your aspirational aspects um tell me you've worked extremely hard uh, you know in your initial years especially in australia and the transition from india to australia would have been a hard one uh, because i know that indian um um kids are very protected by the parents and like you said earlier that you know you get that sense of protection and having everything that you want in india whereas then you suddenly go into this unknown world and australia and then geelong and then you're out of your comfort zone and then i see that you did a lot of part time jobs right from cleaning at airports to newspaper delivery um you know and and then waking up at 3 am and studying and working and so how was the experience um what kept you going and also um tell tell the listeners because i think the listeners really need to understand um that when you look at success it doesn't come automatically you've got to work towards it and and so tell us a little bit more about your experience there and how you kept going absolutely so before i went to deakin uh, i actually had a very confined mindset in terms of i had there are a lot of there were a lot of constraints in in my mind for example if i have done this degree so i can only work in this uh, place and so on but when i would move to australia first of all the overall culture was a, a huge shock for me uh, so i applied for around 300 jobs in my domain i couldn't find any because i didn't have any australian experience so i had to start working as a cleaner and then throwing newspapers in the night but that job in itself was so fantastic and so amazing because i got to meet a lot of people i would put in my best efforts in that particular job as well and you didn't find it hard to say that you're coming from india and then you're doing that kind of a job i mean you were you were okay with it right and and i think so attitude somewhere down the line plays an important role you think it does it does absolutely but what i love about again deakin is that it teaches you that and rather than telling the theory like most of the the way the 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 whole whole curriculum is set up is it actually teaches you all of the practical aspects of the things uh, as well so even the assignments and everything are real world scenarios and where you actually present in the class you conversate with the class so you are sitting in a in a lecture room where it's not about lecture uh, talking for 60 minutes you are actually uh, a part of a discussion group so it just changes your mindset about the whole whole education system the way we see it in our countries uh, back in india and it opens up uh, a lot of thing uh, sort of opens up your eyes and allow you to unlearn what you had learned as well and then i noticed a lot of people following their passion over here uh, even if they didn't have much of experience in that particular field as well so i think that was a huge contributing factor fantastic you know because i think it's really important to have the right attitude and to continue a learning I mean people say I uh, generally uh, I've heard students say I finished my MBA now I should be a general manager in a company automatically I don't think that is the way to do it I think what listeners need to understand that and learn from Amir is that it is okay to go through the journey and you will have ups and downs you will have difficult parts you will have challenges you will have opportunities you will have successes but the question really is how do you actually maximize all of that and the learning that you have whether you are 
you are serving burgers at a mcdonald or you are delivering newspapers there is a learning in everything that you go through the grind they say when you go through the grind and you come out stronger you come out really stronger and amir is a great example of that tell me um, you know in 2014 while you were still working with the company you registered your own company which was called enterprise monkey what got the idea into your head and what gave you the confidence to say this is something i can do look i always wanted to start my own business i didn't know how to do it so when i moved to australia i started networking with a lot of people uh, i created a, a group called gilog entrepreneurs network where we would just sort of catch up in a in a, a uh, in a cafe and talk to other entrepreneurs and i didn't know where to start uh, but then in 2014 i thought you know this is the time if i want to do it this is probably the right time because then once uh, the time has passed then i won't get the opportunity so i had 2000 uh, in my credit card so i actually used that to register the company and set up the the the, the basic few things fantastic in some way down the line you had the confidence that you will make it work right because you're investing your hardcore $2000 for a young student at 25 um that to through you know your credit card saving it would have been a huge decision for you yeah it's it was a huge decision for me and uh, of course then uh, leaving the general manager's uh, job at at one point was a huge decision for me but it's always been about i do not want to look back at my my, my life and repent that i didn't do something so i don't want to regret that i didn't do any particular things so it's all about following what i want to do so i wasn't confident that i'm going to succeed but i knew that i will be happy that i'm doing what i want to do fantastic so believe in yourself and let the future be as they say don't decide the future in the present is 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 what you need to do and you know as you uh, you know sort of um, as you dwelled further into your career you say that you were making money but you were still in debt and um you took a loan of $100,000 and then you know you you knew that you will find a way to do it but it must be a huge pressure you know at 25 26 to go through that process i mean most kids at that age you know are supported by their parents um especially from india and most of them are you know wanting stability a job um you know and things like that where there are comfort zones so you know you you've always pushed the boundaries uh, as i see and you've always uh, made decisions that have been not the usual i would say uh, in the box decisions so um somewhere down the line there must be that that spark in you to say i'm going to do this and i'll see what comes out of that you know um is is that still there today or have you toned that down a little bit with your success <laughs> well uh it's actually uh i would say it it is still there at that point of time there was some instances when i had to go for a client meeting and i didn't have enough in cash to actually pay for the fuel so i was looking for coins and then i was running like uh, a company with around eight people at that point of time because the cash flow was really tight i was occupied in debt but even now if i want to pursue something if i have to invest everything that i, I have earned and if i lose everything and if i have to start from scratch i'm happy to do that what i'm fearful of is going back to that job that i started in the very first place and spending one day over there and not not following what i want to do with my life so it's it's just that that fear of 
not doing what I want to do that keeps me driving. And I've got the same spark and I would do it all over again if I have to do it. Fantastic. I'd like the listeners to make a point of the, you know, uh, very specific area that he's talked about, which is about no regrets in life. And you must take the risk, the responsibility and the know-how with the know-how, of course, not he was not going completely cold. He knew what he was doing. But at the same time, I think the ability to make it happen and the ability to take the risk at the right time with the right investment, I think is is a huge important task uh, to success. I mean, I think with your contribution to the society, you know, you've actually made so many contributions to the society, the Australian community, you know, also having won um, the Australian Young Business Leader um, of the Year, um, also the Young uh, Alumni Award, and, you know, you've done all of these aspects um, right under your belt. Today, you are sitting here talking about um, Amir Kutub Foundation in Aligarh to encourage people to look at entrepreneurship. Um, what would be the three things you would say to people uh, in India, Amir, for with your journey and all the experience, exposure, failure, success, attributes under your belt? What would you tell um, the generation, you know, say people 2025 20, who are starting out their lives right now? Yep. So the very first thing that I would I tell everyone is that the the society actually somehow teaches us to compromise on things and tell us that we are not good enough to do something. Uh, we have got the capability to do whatever we like to do if we are willing to go down that path and be persistent and smile about that. And there's nothing that could stop you from doing that. Uh, so. If you want something, then just go and pursue it. Don't listen to, don't listen to to all of the negative voices that are out there, who are, who are going to doubt you. Of course, people would make fun of you. Of course, people would say this person has gone crazy. That's okay. You know, if you if you want something, then just go and get it. So that's first thing. And the second thing that's related to that is uh, failures uh, are extremely overrated. Like. We, as an Indian society, especially, they we look down upon the failures, and I think that's that's a huge problem as well. Because in real life, first of all, there's the the the, ex, the paper is always out of syllabus, so it's you face the situation that you are never prepared for, and the only way to to achieve something is to try things and fail at them. So failures needs to be celebrated. You need to celebrate your failures, learn from them, and move forward rather than just focusing on and being afraid of, uh, of of failing in the things as well. And the third thing is that people need a lot of assurance and uh, uh, about the future. So people uh, would sort of ask me questions, for example, if they want to come and do a course at Deakin, what would be the job prospects over there? Would I get a job after this? Would I get a visa after this and so on? Now it's good to prepare for future and plan for future. But you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You can take your precautions, but then you still have to take a bit that that leap of faith and and have a belief in yourself that I will make it work. If my plan A fails, I'll, then I'll do plan B or plan C or plan D. Or I'll, I'll figure figure a way out. You don't have to have everything figured out just yet. Just just believe in your hunch, believe in yourself and, and keep moving forward. What a wonderful message I have to say. I am inspired listening to you myself and I have no doubt 
that our young leaders, um, our young students uh, and young entrepreneurs are equally inspired uh, hearing you uh, not just say the words, but actually, uh, you know, do what you do and believe in what you do and make it happen. Tell me very quickly uh, in a couple of lines about your experience at Deakin and how, uh, you know, that contributed to who you are today. Absolutely. So uh, one thing was the, the biggest thing that a university can give a, a person is it can prepare you for the, the new life, the professional life that you are entering. And I think Deakin University did a great job in doing that. It first allowed me to unlearn the things that I've learned previously, but then it exposed me to how things happen in the real world. So stuff like networking, uh, stuff like presenting uh, your views, forming your views, and and especially uh, the, the, the work that I do through my assignments and projects, that was absolutely amazing. Secondly, the network and the friendships that I made at Deakin. So my uh, three best friends are the, the people who I actually met at Deakin University as well. I'm still in touch with the, uh, most of the professors that I uh, uh, studied from and not only from my batch, but from other different batches as well. And I would say the biggest thing that Deakin University gave me was a new perspective on life and how I could implement that new perspective in my professional life. Inspiring, amazing, engaging, and how wonderful to have this conversation with you. You make us very proud of who you are today and what you've done in your life. And I have no doubt, Amir, that you will continue to reach new milestones and inspire people in and around you. And you will continue to have impact on lives and continue to make Deakin University and people around you, your family, your friends, your colleagues, your professors, so proud of who you are and what you do. Thank you, Amir. It's been great interacting with you. And I'm sure that our listeners have found it equally inspiring and engaging. Your story is a real one and lots more to hear from you as you go into the future. Thank you listeners for tuning in and we'll be back with another season of the Deacon Conversations podcast very soon. Look out. Thank you very much. Yeah.